Today's New Testament reading is from Acts, the 22nd chapter. When I had returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple, I fell into a trance and saw him saying to me, Make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, because they will not accept your testimony about me. And I said, Lord, they themselves know that in one synagogue after another I imprisoned and beat those who believed in you. And when the blood of Stephen, your witness, was being shed, I myself was standing by and approving and watching over the garments of those who killed him. And he said to me, Go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. Up to this word they listened to him. Then they raised their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for he should not be allowed to live. And as they were shouting and throwing off their cloaks and flinging dust into the air, the tribune ordered him to be brought into the barracks, saying that he should be examined by flogging to find out why they were shouting against him like this. But when they had stretched him out for the whips, Paul said to the centurion who was standing by, Is it lawful for you to flog a man who is a Roman citizen and uncondemned? When the centurion heard this, he went to the tribune and said to him, What are you about to do? For this man is a Roman citizen. So the tribune came and said to him, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? And he said, Yes. The tribune answered, I bought this citizenship for a large sum. Paul said, But I am a citizen by birth. So those who were about to examine him withdrew from him immediately. And the tribune also was afraid, for he realized that Paul was a Roman citizen and that he had bound him. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome Pastor Bron Campbell. In the name of Jesus, amen. St. Paul was in a world of trouble. Roman soldiers were strapping him to a rack, getting ready to examine him. And in this case, examination likely meant interrogation with the use of the flagellum, a particularly nasty tool of torture and punishment. And while Paul was, by this point, familiar with suffering for the sake of Jesus' name, this examination by scourging could very well be his last. Paul had been in Jerusalem for at least a week now, visiting the Christians there and participating in a Nazarite purification ceremony after returning from Gentile territory. He was going about his calling as an apostle, sent out into the world to people who didn't know Jesus or the culture from which he came. Paul had earned a reputation while traveling, especially among Jewish people who lived in those regions who viewed him as a turncoat or traitor to their faith. Some of them happened to be there in the temple that day and recognizing Paul incited a mob against him. It didn't matter that the charge was a false one. In a matter of minutes, the crowd seized Paul and dragged him out of the temple to silence him once and for all. And that's when the Romans stepped in. When you're an occupying force in the capital city of what is outwardly a highly religious nation, I suppose it makes sense to have troops stationed next to the center of that nation's religious activity. Claudius Lucius, the Roman tribune, commander of up to a thousand soldiers, quickly heard of the riot outside his fortress and dispatched troops to subdue it, arresting the Jew that seemed to be at the center of the disturbance in order to bring him in for questioning. Paul, however, was never one to miss out on an opportunity to speak the good news of Jesus, even to an audience that had just sought to murder him. In Greek, he asked the tribune for permission to address the people. 
So, turning to them and speaking Aramaic, Paul proceeded to explain who he was and just why he'd turned from being one of the most zealous persecutors of Jesus' followers to become one of Christ's most vocal ambassadors, even to the Gentiles, people not of Jewish birth. And while the crowd had been listening attentively to Paul's words up to that point, this association with the Gentiles pushed them back over the edge. Lysias knew trouble when he saw it, even if he hadn't understood what Paul was saying to the crowd in the Hebrew dialect. So he ordered his troops to bring this unusual Jew inside to be examined. Paul was indeed in a world of trouble. There's something that the tribune and the soldiers didn't know, however, a grievous oversight on their part that could get them into a world of trouble all their own. Paul was a Roman citizen. So when Paul asked the centurion who was overseeing the preparations for the scourging, is it lawful for you to flog a man who is a Roman citizen and uncondemned? The effect was immediate. As soon as the centurion brought this information to Lysias, the tribune himself came to investigate. Lysias, you see, had purchased his own citizenship as a Roman, likely through bribes given to intermediaries who were responsible for the process under Emperor Claudius. But the battered man on the rack before him was a Roman citizen by birth, son of a Roman citizen, a particularly prestigious status, which meant that he should never have been treated this way. Paul's revelation of his citizenship made all the difference. You could say that Paul's identity as a Roman citizen was an accident of birth. Without it, he had no standing before the tribune and little to no chance of making it out of that fortress alive. And such is life in our broken world. God works differently, though. It's no accident of birth that we come into the world carrying the curse of sin. We were born into its empire. We had no rights or standing before God. But the message that Jesus sent Paul to carry to both Jews and Gentiles alike, regardless of their birth, is that God wants all of them as citizens of his kingdom. He wants you to have citizenship. That's why the Son of God came into our world of trouble. Claudius Lucius bought his Roman citizenship for a large sum. Jesus did the same for you. Not with bribes of gold or silver, but with his life, suffering, and death. In Jesus' resurrection, you have the same assurance Paul did. You are a citizen of his kingdom. And that makes all the difference. Amen.